What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 14 of Left 4 Dread. Whoa! Yeah! We are double downing on the episodes, or we're going to try to for the entire month of October. Let's see how that works out. Yeah, this is our second night in a row recording, and Ryan, uh, uh, yesterday, or, well, I mean, last week, we talked about my phobias with... Uh, horror video games and movies inspired by them. What is your phobia? Uh, what is your phobia? And what movies are we watching or reviewing this week? Okay, I'm gonna uh, before I give everyone my great shame because it is shameful. I can watch horror movies from sunup to sundown. I love them. I will read every horror story you throw at me and not have nightmares, and I'm I'm great. I've progressed a lot since I was an infant. That being said, there's one thing in life that I, like, can't do, and it's haunted houses. Yes! Ryan! The scandal! I know, but it really is, because haunted houses... I mean, when you make a movie, it's not real. Haunted houses, they're, they're regular people. And I don't, I don't know what it is, but every time I've gone through a haunted house, if I've made it through the front door, I just completely shut down. I, I, I could not tell you what it is. The most recent example being in 2017 when I went to London very shortly after or bef- it was either right before right and I think it was right before right before I got engaged. Um, Tom and I went to the London Bridge experience and I had like skimmed through the website. I should have read it a little bit more closely because I thought the whole experience was you walk through and there are actors talking about London at different times of dress uh, in its life. And some of it had to do with fires. Some of it had to do with Jack the Ripper. And I was like, this is fucking cool. There are actors and they're in your face, but not really. And it's and it was this really cool experience. And then I was like, oh, cool. That was awesome. We're done. And we weren't. And we went down to the basements, like underground. (gasps) Oh, no. And I couldn't process what was happening until they, like, shut the door. They First of all, they split the group up, which I was like. Uh, Never split the party. I was like, what the fuck is happening? And because I was so disoriented and so, like, not okay with it, I started to panic. And then they shut the door and it made, like, this really loud, like, boom sound, which probably was just echoed in my brain it probably wasn't as loud as i perceived it to be and tom at this point is trying to calm me down so i felt so bad for him he's trying to calm me down so much well he's a good sport good for tom it didn't work but it didn't work Good for you for having tom but it didn't work because we got in the fake elevator that they pretended to like have shake and and break down and Oh, like Tower of Terror kind of thing. Sure. And I've never been to the Tower of Terror. <laughs> probably. <laughs> like, this is probably why. Um, and this is all. This is only a year ago. I have many stories like this. Um, from the time we get off the elevator to the end, I don't know how long we were down there. Chris, I did not pick my head up for a second. I could not tell you what was down there. I had a 12-year-old child 
holding on to my back while I'm screaming into Tom's back. There are tear stains on his on his back. His shirt is being pulled so tight by me. I'm practically choking him. Oh no! Because I just I just broke apart. I don't know what it is, but I I can't fucking handle it. Now, being a haunter, like a scare actor, I th- I've I've been on that side of it before. That is fucking rad. I could do that any day. Yeah, because you're you're de- you're dealing out the pain. Exactly. <laughs> but from being on the other side of it, like that shit's not cute, man. <laughs> <laughs> like I I I don't know what it is. I just I can't handle it. Um. And Tom didn't know this on, on our first date. So for our first date, he took me to Times Scare, which has since shut down. But it's uh, a walkthrough. Because because you went probably. there and you screamed, you screamed bloody Oh, murder. no, because, you know, I have a... I, I don't like being... T- if I don't know who's touching me, I have a very uh, knee-jerk reaction. Well, and also, like, a lot of haunted houses should have disclaimers. And most like, of them do. Um, most of them. Most no, but most of them do. Um, sometimes a, a big a big thing that I've seen is that uh, it, it takes a few accidents for someone to them be like, "All right, there's a disclaimer on here. Like people are gonna fucking touch you." And uh, while they didn't touch me, they got very very close to me, and it was okay. But when someone gets that close to me. Or someone touches me and I can't see them or anything like that. My knee-jerk reaction is to pull my fist back. Because that's just who I... My, my limbs go... My, I have flailing limbs when I'm, like, getting touched. Sometimes it's, it's a like, leg. personal bubble, activate. Oh, exactly, just, exactly. Yeah. And I just sort of freak out. And I... And before we get, like, attacked by hatefulness, I know that going to a walkthrough means like there are people there they're just people they're actors please don't punch the actors i'm not a violent person i just don't like being touched oh it's not, it's not violence it's self-defense oh, yeah no in my flight or fright <laughs> reaction it is and that's why i don't go to walkthroughs because i don't want to hurt people <laughs> it's really <laughs> no see see you should be signing a waiver from me exactly because... my limbs are they, 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 they cray i they'll 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 punch a dude and i i've seen um, and I'll talk about this a little later. There's a great documentary on Netflix that I encourage everyone to watch about uh, haunted houses and haunters, um, where I listen to them talk about people who, who like having them like get punched by people. And I'm like, I would be one of those, and I feel really terrible. And since I know that, I don't go to these things because I don't trust my own limbs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like idle hands you just, it, your, your, your hand just becomes alive and just like starts punching but people. the thing is, is like, i don't i don't know what it is about a haunted house that just like gets me going i know it's i know it's people i know it's not real i well i mean people or i mean haunters try to make it convincing i mean so there's that and like when tom and i were going through time scare uh we just got done with this one girl who like was getting in everyone's face, but more specifically mine, because she probably saw how fucking terrified I was. And we left it. And that's, and that's what you do. Like, I know that that is the whole, they pinpoint the person who's the most terrified and they go after them. And I get it. That, that must be so much fun for you. And like I said, I've done that. I've like been on the other side of it, maybe about three times. Um, 
and we're walking to the next room and evidently Tom sees her coming back and doesn't give me a heads up because I was like, oh my God, I really didn't like that. And she comes up behind and I didn't see her. Here's the other thing you need to know about me. I have no peripheral vision in my right eye. So if you come up next to me and like, granted, no one can see what I'm doing right now, but Chris can, you can see the distance at which I'm holding my hand away from my face. I can't see that. So if someone comes up from my right side, it takes until you're right in my face for me to see you, which probably also has a lot to do with why I can't stand this shit. <laughs> it's like, whoa, you, you, you snuck into my personal bubble. Exactly. It's and like then, all of then, a sudden someone's right here. And your, and your brain's here. like, whatcha? And right. you smack someone. Exactly. In and she was like, we don't like you either. And I... I just, uh, uh, <laughs> Tom, like, grabbed me. Oh, no. I, I was like, nope, done. I need to leave. I need to go home. I, I can't. Now, granted, this was also first date, so I was trying really hard to keep it cool. I pro- it probably didn't uh, work. Nope. <laughs> Fail. It probably didn't work. But there is something about these things that, like, really throw me through a fucking bubble and i just i can't handle it which is why chris i'm sorry we're ne- unless it's like a hayride in a cornfield with teeny tiny children we're never gonna do but any of this are they allowed to jump on the back of the hayride? wait is that what they do in hayrides uh they did it in the movie i'm sure they do it in some hayrides and i don't think so... i could do that i would probably like fling like okay we're going to get to this point in the sequel, but I would probably do what that scare actor did, just fling myself off the hayride. Yeah. Oh, he rolled. Oh, he fell out. No, oh, I, okay. would just, I would fling myself off the hayride and just like stay there because I can't. So with that very uh, lovely introduction to my warped, warped brain, we are talking about the houses October built one and two because it's all about haunts. But extreme haunts. Extreme haunts. Uh, well, to be the, well, the first one, the the second one became more about, I like a mini documentary, but just like haunted attractions as a whole. They definitely had it, a bigger budget for that movie, and they blew it all on the drone. Y- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, they did. Um, but we'll, we'll get into we'll that. Get into that. <clears throat> we'll get into that. But um, yeah. So, um, I I'm guess like. Right, so you chose these films. Was is this the most prominent horror flicks involving haunted houses, or are there others? Well, a lot of the stuff that I found when I when you type in like haunted house horror movies, you don't. A lot of the stuff that you find is literally that houses that are haunted, and I was like, I'm not interested in like paranormal movies. Like, there's this great movie on Shutter. Hey, Shutter. Um, and they also just came out with the sequel called Hell House, LLC. Oh, that's the one by, by, uh, Rooster Teeth, right? Yes. Yeah. But that is, again, a supernatural-based, uh, haunted house, which was kind of the total opposite. The Houses October Built was one of the ones that was, like, the first one that flew out at me that was like, no, this is about haunts. And I was like, great, this is what I wanted because this is something that like legitimately terrifies me and I don't know why. Um, and the first one, I, I, the second, I've, so here's the thing. I'm also, I guess a little bit of a masochist because watching the first one for this episode, it was not the first time I'd seen it. 
the first time I watched it, I watched it at night. And it that was a little much for me. You know, <laughs> all the lights were on, so it was all right. But I watched this for the second time in broad daylight, and I was still getting heart palpitations watching them go through all of this stuff because I I knew when all the jumps were coming, but because every house is different, I didn't know what to expect in each room. I, I was just, my heart was in my throat the whole time. And then you get to the end of that movie, and I was really like, no, I, hmm, hmm. Mm. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Brandy in the second movie is how I operate my life in a haunted house on like a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Like that level of fuck right off, I can't. That's another thing. Brandy, like what the moral of the story is Brandy. If you suffer needs... from a traumatic well, if you... you suffer from a traumatic experience and you have PTSD over it, don't do it again! <laughs> yeah, don't do it again. And two, get better friends. Like Brandy has the shittiest friends. I'm just gonna say it out there. Like Brandy has no friends, as far as I'm yes, concerned. Yes. Like none. Okay. So Brandy has really shitty acquaintances. Cause yeah. the like, well, I mean, it's semi spoilers, but you, you you all know what it is. It's it's spoiler spoiler town already. But we'll get to okay, it. Okay. Spoiler alert! Starting right now, we're about to ruin both movies. So you open the houses Octoberville with. Five friends mm-hmm. who want to go on a from road Ohio. trip from Ohio yeah. that want to go on a road trip. They rent an RV and they want to go on a road trip and look at extreme haunts. And they go all over the place to try and find the most extreme one. Yeah, and they actually filmed that actual haunted house attractions, um, and, which is really cool. Um, and then they, they went, they literally went over the place, like, uh, like from Columbus to like Atlanta and like Louisiana. They end up in Louisiana. Yeah. They end up in New Orleans, mm-hmm. my, my home away from home. Woo. Um, but it also took on a little bit of a found footage vibe because they were filming everything and they put cameras up in the RV and what up GoPro I... sponsored by, sponsored by they... GoPro. <laughs> Sponsored by GoPro, but I liked the, like the homemade quality of it because I was like, this feels like what five friends who wanted to document all of this would actually do, which is why I love the first one so much. Yes, yes, it was. Despite the fact that I'll probably need like another year before I watch it again, it's it's all right. We'll make it a yearly thing. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's it was like it's high quality, low budget. Um, yeah, exactly, and, exactly. And it, and like but it felt I, so right. And I, I I don't know I don't know for some of you dreadfuls out there I don't know how you feel about found, found footage movies, um, but I think this is a great example of it really working. Um, so so they start going through they start going state by state and they start going all these haunts, and one of his friends gets it in his head that he wants to find the most extreme haunt. And he goes, I keep hearing something about the blue skull or blue skeleton. and Yeah, it's called the blue skeleton. They're like a traveling uh, haunted extreme or extreme haunted house attraction that changes locations every year. Um, spread, like super underground. Yeah, super underground. Like it, it's like a, a, a uh, attraction that's whispered throughout secret boards and forums online or by word of mouth. And... Throughout the entire time of the road trip leading up to Halloween, um, they're interviewing... This takes place over five days before yeah, Halloween. Yeah, it's like five right? or six okay. days before Halloween. Uh, and they're interviewing all, like a bunch of workers, 
uh, at each of the haunted house attractions, and they see throughout uh, these interviews people talking about, oh yeah, blue skeleton. We've yeah, I've heard like you've like that. I've heard of that, um, and I think um, uh, they meet like two random people uh, in a bar, and they were saying, oh yeah, like blue skeleton. They were in so X state last year it was like the craziest most fucked up thing ever i've ever done in my life and fuck those guys it's like oh okay and the guys and the group was like well this is it so um they were trying to follow these bread uh bread crumb trails to find blue skeleton like the ultimate hype haunted house experience and uh they got what they asked for (laughs) well i I guess the blue skeleton found them because well, yeah, so that's that's basically what ends up happening. So, um, there are, I guess, members that have sort of inserted themselves. Once once they had uh, put themselves out there as, like, we're trying to find well, them. Well, not only that, but they... Because didn't the porcelain doll show up before or after they talked to Mr. Giggles? Before. Um, it was the little girl in the porcelain mask, and then there was one other dude. It was like... A dude in a, a tall dude in like a creepy bloody clown costume, and then the bunny, and then the and the bunny. Um, but the the weird the weird stalkering started to happen. Um, right after the guys who were all like blatantly drunk, they climbed on top of the roof of one of the haunted house attractions, and then they were being yelled at, and they got they pissed like a bunch of haunted house workers off. Um. And, yeah, just don't be a dick, man. Yeah, don't be a dick. And then, um, a hundred miles away from that location, um, they after they did like the next haunted house attraction, they see, um, they see like the porcelain girl, um, like in the in the in the like in a car in the path of the RV, and they're like, holy shit, and. I think there was also the other the other clown dude showed up at that same spot too, um, and then during that t- that when the sec when the when the the second time the porcelain girl girls showed up, um, they uh, one of them one of the guys brought her into the RV. That was Brandy's brother. Yeah, it was Brandy's Jeff. brother. The guy, the, no, the beard, not Jeff. Beard guy, Mikey. Yeah, the beard. Yes, yes. Yeah, he br- he brings the porcelain girl in because he she uh, he thought she was in trouble or lost, and she's just like super creepy. She just says nothing for a second, then she starts like moaning, screaming, and, yeah, moaning, oh. and wailing, and then she just like promptly leaves the RV, and um, like just weird shit like this starts happening more and more, and it gets it starts to ramp up. Like one of the creepiest things that happens is um, um. Uh, one of the, one of the blue skeleton members grabs a camera and sneaks into the RV and videotapes everyone uh, while they're sleeping. Uh, oh, so yeah. creepy! Give me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, and then and then they later post it online, and then they also uh, leave a cow heart in their fridge. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah. So like these blue skeleton guys are like stalking them and like m- like messing around like. Um, on certain times they were like banging on top of the RV. Um, there was this really cool scene where 
everyone wakes up or like or they're in this the the middle of nowhere and all of a sudden like they turn on the lights and 50 50 haunted house oh members God, are like surrounding the, the rv yeah oh. and then a second later they're all gods like holy shit it's so cool yeah, I don't. I, I think that they had some really good scares in this. I think that it was. I mean, apart from obviously all the haunted stuff, um, but th- there was something kind of fucked up and creepy about this. So basically, they hear back. So once he put once I think it's Matt is like that ringleader of all this. He puts his feelers out for the blue skeleton, and then Porcelain Girl shows up with all these other haunt workers. And then um, they say they he gets a message that says you have to go find Mr. Giggles in this bar and, you know, go talk to him and we'll do whatever. Yeah. yeah he, he, gets, uh, he talks to Mr. Giggles. Bra- poor Brandy. Brandy just gets all the worst shit happening to her. And- but here's the thing is actually now having seen the sequel. Well, the sequel changes everything about the first it does but does it though because and we'll explain the sequel like in a a few minutes when they go talk to mr giggles brandy is left alone Mm. they all leave to go talk to mr giggles that wasn't necessary only one of them really needed to do that so keep that in mind for a little bit later just put a pin in that because that's the first connection i made after seeing the sequel when the ending was going on and I was like, oh, so there was all that. So they find out that they have to go to Louisiana yeah, and they do. And then they say that you have to meet. It's very vague instructions. They like say we have to meet at on. Oh, it was a uh, bourbon street. The, yes, that's right. Meet on Bourbon Street at 10 p.m. Now, I don't know who, how many of you have been to Louisiana, but Bourbon Street is very general. There's a lot of things going on on Bourbon Street. And it goes, it's a very long stretch of street. So there's a million and one different possibilities for you to have to meet someone. So once they get their location, every, like lights turn on and everything like that, and they see five blue skulls. Or skeleton masks on their... A skeleton on mask. On windshield. Yeah. On their windshield. And they're like, oh shit. Like, now you're in. Now, of course, at this point, you still have the option to just, like, not show up. But no. But the, 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 the ringleader, I think it was like Zach. Like, or somebody. The guy, like, the, the, yeah. They were just like, we gotta do this. And, they're, and, and like, Zach. Oh, yeah, you're right. It is Yeah, Zach. Zach was being, like, super shitty. He's like, no, we gotta do this. Like, just one more day. One more day. It's like, bro weird shit is happening i mean i guess like blue skeleton had it, it they're like a cell with operatives like literally all over the country so i don't think it would have mattered since they're on the radar but still zach was just pretty cruddy she's like no we got i'm so stubborn i gotta be macho i gotta have a hat my way or the highway and she's like uh well you have to figure the only way for a haunt like that to be mobile and to be constantly moving from state to state is if you have a maybe like one or two central people that can move with it, sort of do whatever they want. But you have to have like a big group, like a big enough group of people that are part of this network in every state in order to pull that off. So it would make sense that no matter where they went, there was always someone yeah. who was around. Yeah. So 
they get to Bourbon Street and they finally clock someone with a blue mask. And they go, all right, let's go. And then the guy disappears. And this is where shit goes down. Um, Jeff, Jeff finds a blue skeleton member who's dressed up similarly as Mikey. Like he was, he had a, like a blue hoodie um, and he falls Mikey down an alley. And then a bunch of the haunters show up and then he gets, he gets abducted. Um, uh, everyone else, uh, is panicking and they get abducted too. Oh, no, no, no. Everyone else, no, well, basically they take Jeff hostage. Then they contact the other three and they tell them to drive to another location or they'll kill Jeff. Um, and then they... Yeah, they're like, if you want to see your friend exactly. again. Uh, and then they, they do so, um... And when they arrive at the meetup point, a giant school bus parks in the middle of the road. Um, and then the rest of them is uh, the rest of them are dragged out and hooded and bound. Um, and at the beginning of the film, it starts in media res where we see Brandy being thrown into a back uh, or inside the trunk of a car. Yeah. yeah. And then we cut to that that shot again. Um, and then when we led we're, we're led to the final moment where um they're driven to a location but they get they get bludgeoned they get separated and at the end of the film um after all they're like terrorized to hell uh they're bared alive in coffins well two of them end up in coffins i thought everyone did in the end no it was, well brandy definitely did uh, Brandy did, but I think I think so. Oh, Zach! Zach got you... beaten up, right? Zach got beaten up. Mikey got beat to death. Bobby died. I think it was Jeff. It was either Jeff or Mikey. One of the two of them gets buried in the coffin next to Brandy. Okay, yeah, because I'm trying to One remember because the like uh, they had that last shot. It, it was like a split screen. It was like it was Brandy in the bottom right, and then they had like at least two other cameras inside two other. Oh wait a minute, maybe you're I, right I thought I thought everyone else, everyone got everyone just got buried. Um, I think you might be mistaking or mixing up the second movie. Well, they all had cameras on them at some point, but I couldn't remember if that was. I thought I if I remember correctly, at the end of the first film, all four after they were terrorized and tortured, they all got buried alive in the end i think you're probably right yeah but uh oh and then uh the the second pseudo twist um uh, the audience finds out that blue skeleton took all the footage that they recorded and they they also recorded their own footage like throughout the the film they they seeded extra footage um then the screen pans out and we see Brandy's footage as part of a YouTube video called Coffin Girl. Um, like, and then, and, and like, the, the channel's run by Blue Skeleton. So, so, and yeah, it's like, oh shit, they did it for the views. Well, yeah, and you're also led to believe that, um, she's dead. Like, that's it. Bye. Now, the sequel picks up right where the first one leaves off. Uh, before we do that, like, what, so how'd you feel about the ending? For me, I felt, I felt cheated. I felt underwhelmed. It's like, I was like, 
I thought there was something else gonna something epic's gonna happen or something like I don't know. I I, I felt like how it was progressing. I thought like Brandy was gonna like fight back and like survive, um, but the ending. You thought they were gonna follow the true horror movie trope of yeah, the final exactly. Girl. Or I thought like I don't know. I I mean, I th- I guess it's appropriate because if you look at this movie as like a morality tale, it's like the more or the less is like don't fuck with people and then or you get what's you get what's yours and uh, you know so they screwed around or maybe they, they just poked their head in business they should have been or just, they went looking for trouble and then now they end up buried along the coffin but i just felt like oh i just i felt like the ending ended really abruptly uh i felt like they built they did a really good job building all this tension but i just didn't feel like the climax or like the ending just didn't sat didn't quite live up to all that amazing tension they build up but that that was just me so i don't know i don't know how uh you felt about about it um i think uh, i had a very like weird reaction to it so by the time they got to the end of the movie and i see that she's in a coffin i was like breathing a sigh of relief because i felt like i've been holding my breath throughout that whole movie (laughs) mostly again because i don't like haunted houses (laughs) um but for me, I was just like, after all the, I, I guess I looked at it from a, a psychological perspective, from all that psychological torment that they went in, I was like, if this is how they're going to die, that should give you some peace of mind. Like you're alone. No one's touching you anymore. You're calm. Yeah, you're in a box. It's okay. Just relax. Like I had a very like warped sigh of relief at the end of that movie. I was like, we're well, just getting buried alive. It's fine. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's, okay. it's okay you know after all the yes. shit you've been through it's all right it's all right i mean not everyone could be irma thurman and punch their way out of a coffin although i don't although to be fair though if you're running out of oxygen you're not gonna have enough energy to do that the more energy you waste the less yeah. air you have to breathe mm-hmm. so i feel like we yeah. all probably shouldn't be uma thurman um, in that case yeah <laughs> i mean irma thurman's just she's just She's just incredible. I mean, only she can do it. Okay, fair but enough. Everyone else, you know, just get comfortable. Be like Ryan Reynolds. You know, it's fine. <laughs> just barely. <laughs> nice. Yes. Uh, okay, so this uh, leads into the house's October built to, uh, which is and which ended up being a direct sequel, uh, and literally a continuation of. The fil- Which the was nice. Like, I was not... like, okay. Yeah, it was nice. This is like yeah. direct It's like, oh, sequel. great. We got some answers. Exactly. We got some closure. Exactly. Great. Um, so this this picks up literally right where it left. Um, the cops arrive. They arrest, a quote unquote, arrest a blue skeleton member. He ends up escaping. And when he checks the coffin, there's no one in there. And you're like, WTF. It's because they took her out of the coffin. And put her in the trunk of a car. And left her on the side of a road with all the tapes of everybody. With, like, everyone's names on them. And just sort of left Mm. her there. Yeah. And then cue title title card. Now, the first thing I noticed, and I think I Facebook messaged you this. First thing I noticed when I started watching this movie, I was like, damn, they got a better budget for this movie. (laughs) 
because they it's do. much higher uh, yeah. production value. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, uh, the first beginning minutes of the film, it's not shaky. Well, some of it, it's, like, shaky camera film, but they also have, like, like regular traditional cinematography shots. Um, but like Ryan said before, they also went, they spent, like, half the budget on GoPro quadcopter on on like the updated GoPros and the fucking drone that they got for this movie, I was just a little bit disappointed in that respect. Um, I think yeah, and it's like it didn't really. I mean, I guess it was a little bit too much. I mean, they they I guess for some parts of the movie, I think it was a, it was cool like using the drone to film the zombie run. Um, Which I would do, if some, I was like, in better great... shape, I would do one of those. That looked like fun. I've done it like. Yeah, yeah, I've done a zombie run before. It's it's really fun and, and and really exciting, and that's part of the part of the reason why I like this film. Like, um, it showcased, well, yeah, it showcased horror attractions, uh, horror themed attractions other than extreme haunted houses, um, and I, I I liked how they were branching out, but one of my main criticisms is that they got way too carried away with it like literally like the first hour was just like them going through different types of horror attractions was it really the which first I, hour it really oh was God. i was like it's like this i was like i was like this is dragging a lot and i i could see why i i i thought i think they were trying to do a slow burn but they didn't do a good job as the third the first film like cdn like creepy stuff creepy shit um it, it literally was it was like past the hour mark when we first get like creepy stuff happening from the people running the seek the hellbent extreme hunt um yeah but i think we should we should back up um so what basically um it, it was discovered that no one actually died Blue Skeleton orchestrated this elaborate um, YouTube uh, scare video involving very visceral um, um, editing and, and acting and just roping the party into this giant complicated web of intrigue and deception. Um, so one year later... Um, just just denying all sorts of common sense and ignoring brand uh brandy's obvious ptsd and this is why i think she does not she has like the worst friends ever um they decide to go on another trip but this time um bolstered by the fame of the coffin girl video uh they're being paid to tour around and try out and review various haunted um attractions so like a zombie run or zombie pub crawl or particular themed um haunted houses like like the first ever haunted house slash art exhibit at some old factory so uh but yeah that's that's the premise that's the basic premise um but zach being the you know, obnoxious guy that he is, uh, he's still looking for that that one super extreme haunt, despite the fact that Brandy's clearly uncomfortable with it. 
And yeah, then, he's he's like uh, the worst human ever. Yeah. So and then uh, then we see that the Sikh, the Hellbent people, are also another similar group of crazies, and then shit just gets real. So that's basically the 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 pitch or the elevator pitch of the movie. Yeah. So they decide that. Since they're doing this for money, it's the four of them that go around and do everything. And eventually what ends up happening because, um, I think, who is it? It's Zach. Zach has all these attractions lined up where he's supposedly going to get paid a decent amount of money for every appearance that they make. The only problem is, is according to him, they want Coffin Girl. They want Brandy to show up. She is the attraction for all of this. And she is very reluctant. She's like, I don't want to do this. No extreme haunts. Like, I can't handle it anymore. And they... Yeah, no means no. And the guys are, like, super, super pressure, or they're not, pressuring they're not her. pressuring like... her, but they were just like, we're not going to do anything extreme. We even set up for you to come meet a doctor. Like, And I was like, oh, well, that was actually kind of nice of them. Like, on-the-road therapist. That's kind of cool. Um... And even the therapist was just sort of like, is there any way for you to uh, ground yourself in that moment to let your, remind yourself that's not real? Now, in actuality, that's actually a really common technique with people who have anxiety. Um, if you feel like you're about to have an anxiety-induced like panic attack, People often tell you to breathe and then the first thing you do is like count the things around you, like make a list of like the things around you or like where you are so that you can ground yourself so that you pull yourself out of the panic attack. So that I understood. I was like, oh, wow, she's like actually giving her some pretty sound advice. Now, throughout the whole time, what Brandy doesn't know is that the boys are like, we're still going to an extreme haunt. She just doesn't know it yet. We're going to give her all of this other stuff and see if we can convince her to go to an extreme haunt. And she, everything is actually fine for the whole movie, and that's kind of why it drags on just a little bit. Uh, but where it goes south was they found <laughs> some, like, Ba I don't want to call it backwoods, but it was like out in the middle of nowhere, like Chamber of Horrors, laser titty, or like some weird like redneck or orgy fest. Was that the sh the the sh the the strip club? It wasn't the, like, the, the zombie no, the strip zombie, club. The, no, the zombie strip club was from the first one. This one was oh, this one right. was okay. like that like mechanical doll that was like up on the wall that was like two people like spliced together that just like moved like this and oh that's right. And where yes. they get freaked out is that Brandy as she's walking through everything, um, sees one of the guys from the first movie from Blue Skeleton and she freaks out. She thinks all the guys set her up. She's like, I know what the fuck you guys are doing. This isn't cool. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, and they even show the footage to the manager of the haunted house. That's and not like, one of our... That's not one it, of our And that, that I was like, oh, that was good. But what I started to notice throughout the movie and this was one aspect of the movie that just like really bothered me. In the first movie, they go back and they always review the footage from the night before because they're really excited about it. And like, that's what you would do if you're like 
not doing it professionally. You want to make sure that everything like looks good or like you just want to see if you caught anything the night before or whatever. They like constantly reviewed their footage in the first movie. The second movie they didn't. And I have a feeling and like once we get to the end, I'm sure that's why they didn't review their footage. But if you watch carefully throughout the movie, you see Porcelain Girl pops up every now and again, like in the background, like she's just there. And no one seems to notice her. Oh, yeah. And there's this one shot where um, every now and then they, it cuts to uh, a camera shot where it's tinted in blue. So to signify like stalker people at recording our party. And there's one shot where they, they just entered the RV uh, and they're all in blue. And then it cuts to one of the one of the boys videotaping. They turn around and they, you see you see him turn around and you see someone like crouch down um like near like on a balcony and then they turn that was after the zombie run yeah yeah and it's like and then and then they then no one says anything about it. it's like oh that's weird and then the other thing that like that took me out for a second was like during the zombie run they had a a, like a blue tinted shot of some hell-bent guy recording from a helicopter it's like oh um you would think they would notice a helicopter well, they did. They looked up, but there was more than one helicopter. Oh, that's true. That's right. Okay. So it was actually really smart on their part. But Blue Skeleton has been, or like, with them this whole time. Like, there's a shot of the guy like holding on to the RV from underneath. Which I don't give a shit how many li- weights you lift. There's no way you could hold on to the truck for that long. I'm sorry. You can't. It's, that's just, that's a lot of, that's a lot of shit that you have to go through. So, you get to, there's about three different mentions of Hellbent, and they're like, alright, we're gonna do this. Brandy? Yeah, the first, huh? The first time it was like, uh, a, a, a Russian proprietor. Oh, yeah. yeah so it's like, yes, if a Russian recommends it's crazy, we should do it. No, they or said we should it. not Whichever. do it. And I was like, oh, look, they learned. I'm so proud. They didn't. No. Um, but they they go to sleep. This is after Brandy has, like, had her moment. And she's still, like, pissed. But she's like, all right, whatever. Because Zach lays it out, like, tomorrow is hellbent. And then we have two more after that. And she's like, fine, I'll do hellbent. But I don't know about the other two. And, and she's like, or the guys, or Zach's like, well, well, why are you extra money? It's like, it's like, I, it's like, ah, uh, how much, how much is your mental health worth? And well, they wired her like, extra money because she got freaked out by the, by the blue skeleton guy that was there, that they were just like, he wasn't there. Everyone was wearing skull masks. Like, what do you, what's wrong with you? And they're obviously like extremely dismissive of her very, very obvious PTSD over the situation. Which pissed me off. I was just like, what, what are you guys doing? You guys don't care or give a shit about her. It's... So they go to sleep and then all of a sudden you see a little funnel that comes in from the roof. And I'm like, did y'all learn nothing from the first movie? You don't keep your doors locked. You don't like. You need a RV with like, like barred windows. A much and, better security like, system. Yes. Alarms. Yes, and, and keep a gun. Keep a gun in the RV. Um, but yeah, so they basically gas the, the RV some dudes in gas masks roll in and they literally drive uh, the RV to North Carolina 
Uh, everyone wakes up at 4 p.m. and they're like, "Shit, we're late!" Wait, and then they then they they open open up the the screen uh, covering the RV, and they're like in a completely different campsite. And like, what? They're not even at the campsite. Out. Well, they're, 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 they're complete. They were at a campsite, but now it's like, where the fuck? We were, why? Why are the hell are we in North Carolina? And they look up and they see this abandoned uh, ruins um, with the words "Hellbent" uh, written on it, and a Hellbent member shows up and he's like, "Welcome to Hellbent." It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. So the whole the key phrase for this entire movie was "Seek out Hellbent." And when the clown shows up at the at the front of the car, he has two poster boards, and it says "seek." He drops it, and the other one says "out," and then he points behind him, and everyone's like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Now, I don't know what was stopping them from literally turning the RV in reverse and like driving backwards yeah, and just leaving. Because the only thing they had at the time was like a couple of tiki torch sconces blocking the 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 door, so they couldn't leave, but. If they were rational, they could have just like, you know, reversed the RV unless the the uh the hellbent guys like emptied their gas tank or cut like a, a critical or, like siphoned their gas. But here's yeah. the thing though, is it's not a question of if they had any logic. They didn't want to leave because this was their goal the whole time. They wanted to do an extreme haunt, so they weren't going to leave. Yeah, but but warning signs. If you wake up at like like, I don't know, 500 miles away from where you were supposed to be. It's like, oh. It's like, just leave. Just turn around and just leave. Just leave. Just, there are some things not worth the, the that, that much trouble. But, uh. So, 4 p.m. happens. Or the sun comes out. Well, then down. they wait until the evening. And then, um. Well, they wake up at 4 p.m. And then they wait until the, the evening time. And then they, the. I guess the helping guys remove the sconces so they could actually leave the RV. Um, and then... They all have their cameras, they all have the drone, and they all enter the house. Yeah. And, and then this they're, is when shit goes down. Super... Like, it, like it goes from 0 to 60 really quickly. Um, they're given hoodies to completely zip up. It's one of those type of hoodies where you can put it on your head and zip up all the way up through the uh, past the face um and then they all get chloroformed and they they all get separated um and then uh some one of the some of them well one of them wakes up brandy and then no, she's brandy just wakes up on her own oh yeah she wakes up on her own as some a skeleton mask guy walks in um and then she's she's guided through each of the rooms and she sees each of her friends get tortured and killed in front of her eyes. Like uh, Bobby gets burnt to death, or, in the, or he gets burnt in the face. Um, I forget it was like Jeff or Zach, but one of them gets their arms cut off. I think that was. Uh, I think that was Zach. Yeah, uh, one of them gets waterboarded with buckets of blood. That was Mikey. Yeah, and then the last dude, uh, he he got hung. Yeah. So she's going through all of this, and she obviously knows what's going on. She gets into a room full of, like, porcelain people, and she gets to a point, and she goes out into this little clearing, and they, all of them, like, descend on her, 
and they hand over this little mini coffin and there's a gun inside you don't get to see what else is in it but you see she pulls out a gun and then and then she starts freaking out she's pointing at everyone and then the the other dudes they're all in skull masks and then they pull off their mask and you see that it's her friends and they're freaking out. I was like, whoa, whoa, what the hell? What the hell? Uh, and so... It's like, it's us. Please yeah, don't and shoot us. And so you, you figure out, like, oh, shit. They were, in, they were in on it the whole time. And then Brandy's just hysterical. And then she puts the gun in her own mouth and pulls the trigger. And, like, it's a split blood and she falls over. And you're like, oh, damn. What? Well, I mean, at that point, you're like, fuck, she, she snapped. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at these stupid dudes making her believe they they, they died a horrible death. Um, and then they cut to like the Saul twist reveal kind of thing where it rewinds time a bit. Where after she finds Porcelain Girl, she leads her into another room where um, there's a projector screen. And it shows all behind the scenes where uh, even even as far as... Uh, parts of the first film uh it was it was all planned and it was all uh a ruse and uh a part of this a part of the film was zach and everyone going over how uh they'll they will quote unquote die and they they showed shots of a workshop of how of like of like fake arms and and like prosthetics um and then porcelain girl um uh shows them shows her the casket and she opens it and there's a there's a fake gun and a blood splatter packet in there and it's like oh so um so what was supposed to happen is that brandy was to open the casket and then there would have been a monster check inside um because the seek the helping guys contacted the guy uh the, the other four to do this elaborate um well we find out that the well no well okay well yeah the, that reveal doesn't happen until later you're right yeah 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 so the to do this elaborate thing and then we'd be paid a butt ton of money and that check was for for um for brandy um, but then Brandy's like, fuck that shit. I'm going to give him a taste of her own medicine. It's like, good for her. Oh and yeah. So she fakes her own. Yeah. She fakes her own death. Everyone's freaking out. And then she stands up. She's fine. And, and they're Brandy's like, like, fuck y'all. Exactly. But even the, I, but this is where I was just like, are you fuckers kidding me? They had the balls to say to her, are you fucking serious? And I'm like, are you fucking serious? You just put her through hell like two times over. Oh yeah. And then they're yelling at the, the, the blue skeleton guy who is who is standing um there was one other dude just standing on on top of the ruins and they were yelling at him did you do this um oh yeah she's like she's like you wanted your big ending right yeah and then we find out that uh seek the hell bed guys was actually blue skeleton and they turned it like the whole time the whole time and they just turned the tables on on the dudes for more views (laughs) it was it was like it was caught it pans out and we see that it's Coffin Girl Part 2, part two. on video. And then you see like, the and view the counter. Views, and the views are just yeah. going up. Yeah. Skyrocketing. Mm-hmm. So, 
That was the houses October built too. Yeah. I I enjoyed the twist ending. I just thought it dragged on it forever. Suffered. Yeah. And it, they didn't do as good of a job, you know, seeding or planting breadcrumbs like they did with the first film. And like But do you see why I think that they have been in on it? Yeah. They decided that this is what was going to happen from the first one. Exactly. Because all four of them went outside, which means they probably made a deal. Like, hey, if we go in on this, like, can we get in on on the dough? And I'm sitting there like, that's how serial killers are made. In the sense that they start small and then they get bigger. Like, they start, and my brain went to, oh my god, you might as well just start your own haunt because that's kind of what they did. You went from participating in them to making your own. You sick fucks. Yeah, poor Brandy. Brandy. I feel terrible for Brandy. Brandy just, my God. I, I was so elated when she's like, screw you guys. And then, yeah. But um, I don't know. I If they make a third one, if they make a third one, which I hope they don't, if they make a third one, I hope it's Brandy getting them back and like setting up oh my god like brandy house. teams up with blue skeleton again and like gives or even if she does it by herself yeah. just like i want her to not talk to them for like another year or maybe like two years i want like a decent time gap mm-hmm. and have her like meticulously plan all this out and get back at every single one of them yeah. either that or just like kill them for real yeah <laughs> yeah that'd be great um but yeah like if you're gonna make a third one that's what i'm looking for i think i'm okay with with these just these two um or i think i would be okay with a a third one but with like a different cast and maybe like cameos from brandy or something like that um i don't know i don't know if i would want blue skeleton to be like the the main antagonist because we've already seen them um who knows? So, I know that there are haunts in the world that aren't as extreme as a lot of the ones that they that are portrayed in this movie, in these movies. But since these movies mostly focus on extreme haunts, I'm going to take like five or ten minutes and just talk about some of the extreme haunts that actually exist. One of them, so I just have like a small list here and... Uh, um, So the first one here is uh, one called Blackout, which started in New York in about 2006 and has since expanded to L.A. and San Francisco. And people who have gone through this um, have been waterboarded, have supposedly been asked to uh, put bloody tampons in their mouths, um have been partially suffocated um they walk barefoot over used condoms it's like it's like simulated torture for these people which all of these are in a sense and people say that extreme haunts especially like one of the last ones i'm going to talk about because that one has a fucking reputation um they say it like brings a bad name to scare to haunts, but extreme haunted houses are pushing the boundaries because there are people in this world who who want to endure those kinds of things because they want to be put through it so 
maybe they don't want to be afraid or maybe they want that experience in a quote-unquote controlled environment. I don't know the reasons, but because people always ask for boundaries to be pushed like we do in horror, people always, a lot of fans go say, it's not enough, it's not enough, it's not enough. So someone always escalates it further and further and further and haunts do the same thing. Haunts started out with little roller coasters and hayrides and now you have things like this. Which make movies like The Houses October Built. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I would not walk. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't do that's it either. Like, that's how you get like STDs. Just like just just walking over used condoms and stuff. Ugh. Ugh. So now there's one called the Tension Experience, which ha- was created by Saw Two, Three, and Four director Darren Bowden. Yes, but this is not like torture porn. This isn't like simulated torture. This is psychological horror. So it's an induction into a cult. And a lot of it takes place as like an augmented reality game. So Chris, this combines like two things that we hate. I want to do this. This, I want to do the cult. (laughs) It's a two and a half hour immersive like performance in a warehouse in LA. Sounds dope. And oh everyone you can't have the same experience. Like there's multiple ways to go through it. So if you go in with a bunch of people, everyone could go their own way. And you could all have a different experience. Um but there is nudity, there's personal questions, there's uh sensory experiences and then there are people, and then there's also you getting succumbed to complete and total darkness, which I would have a problem with. So, there is also something uh, called the victim experience, which is an extreme version of, a, of, of an existing haunt in Las Vegas. And much like the name suggests, that's exactly what it is. You are a victim and oh, yeah, victim, victim of uh, like a serial killing or victim of sadistic torment. Oh, okay, all right. So, but the the thing about this place is they have a safe word. Mm. So if you say purgatory, you're done. Now that is something I like. You have a safe word, and people either lead you out or you're done or whatever it is. They have a safe word, but this is still. I can guarantee you that all of these places have waivers. You have to be 18 years or older. I think they should push that to 21, especially if you're going to do things like that. Yeah. That's just me. Um, I, yeah. People have supposedly, for the victim experience, been uh, hit with a stun gun, have been dunked in water, have been gagged, uh, have been hit. Like, this is not something that I want to indulge in but don't forget there are people out there that might enjoy this kind of things and i'm not shaming people for that that is totally your thing clearly there was enough of a call for it that people decided to go the extreme route yeah i i like haunted houses but i don't want to get tased i don't want to get the simulation of being waterboarded or drowned or like i just yeah yeah it's not fun I was like, and, and, and you're paying for that. And I, I don't want to, like, shame people who are into that kind of stuff or chasing, like, the ultimate fear hive. It's like, uh, 
Yeah. It's just it's not for everybody. It is. It isn't. So. So then we have the Heretic House, which is an L.A. haunt that takes place year round. So not just during Halloween, but this has um, various locations. So there are standalone shows that deviate from this narrative of these people who um, like worship the heretic. Um, and the ones that deviate sort of deal with things like claustrophobia or sleep paralysis or being alone in a cabin in the woods. Um, you are rough handled. You are bound. You can get covered in fake blood. You are clawed at, possibly suffocated, nailed into coffins. Clothes can get shredded. I mean, that's what you're signing up for in that one. And I won't. Yeah, that's why they have waivers, and that's why they can't, or you right, can't exactly. lawyer up against them because you're you're signing yourself over to these people for however long it takes. Which is why, again, I think that things like safe words are so uh, important because no matter how mentally prepared you are, or you think you are for something like this, you don't know until you're in it. There's, and I'm also going to make sure that uh, I include this link in the show notes so that you can all take a look at it. Then there's Scarehouse, The Basement, and The Basement. But I think that they're two different things. Scarehouse, The Basement, seems to be also additionally a little bit slightly more intense. This one says that you have to be at least 18 years old and you have to sign a waiver. Um, you can either go in pairs or by yourself. Um, it's family owned and has been operating since 1999. Um, you get tormented, um, uh, blindfolded, touched, bound. There's electric shocks involved, profanity, which nobody really gives a shit about. I mean, I don't care. You could scream profanities at me, but as long as it's not of a sexual, sadistic nature, I'm usually okay. And sexual content. So there's that. There's the basement, which takes place in LA and Las Vegas. Supposedly, this is priding itself on being the scariest escape room around. You've been kidnapped by a cannibalistic serial killer, and he imprisons you in his basement. He's going to eat you unless you solve clues, and you have 45 minutes to do it. I used to work on an escape room. You did, but I feel like aren't people already stressed out in an escape room? Why would you add that? Yeah, because they want to beat it, and they have a... Yeah, and it's like, oh, now now they have, you know, a cannibal. Like, do they, what, does the cannibal guy, like, show up and, and like, he's, like, with, with a fake chainsaw just to, just to spice things up or not, so. Um, let me see. All right, so I'm on their website. Oh, okay, so apparently this cannibalistic serial killer likes unique electronics, taxidermy, and human flesh. And you're stuck in his deceased mom's home. Yay! That's great. It's, it sounds very Resident Evil 7 slash Ed Gein slash... It doesn't say... I'm assuming he shows up at some point. Yeah, because I think that... Yes. I think that... Yes. I, I was... Or maybe, or maybe, like, he shows up and he's eating, like, like what's, what looks like a... A finger? A, a finger or a leg and something like that. I don't know. Just ham it up. I think That's what I would do. 
So in Philadelphia, there's a haunt called Terror Behind the Walls. And this takes place in Philadelphia in the Eastern State Penitentiary, which is a place I've always wanted to go, but it's not an extreme haunt so much as... Uh, it just, it it's gets... more of like a mainstream walkthrough haunt, but it's still very enjoyable. I, I recommend it. It gets, well, I feel like it's also heightened by the fact that a lot of people think it's haunted. That too. So at Terror Behind the Walls, you have a choice, a traditional experience in which actors aren't allowed to touch you or one in which you allow yourself to be touched, grabbed, separated from your group or shown hidden parts of the haunt. Don't expect anybody to beat you with anything, but you may be thrown into a haunted prison cell or forced onto an operating table. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> no thanks. Uh, I'll take the one where nobody touches yeah. you. Um, there's one called Miasma, which is a physical and psychological terror experience in which you step into someone else's shoes and experience a personal story of guilt and perhaps redemption. It's a one-night-only show, and guests are informed of its location 24 hours prior to the event. So this is very, like, blue skeleton. Mm. Guests are warned that subject matter may be violent and sexual. You may be bound, forced to crawl, and placed in pitch darkness. You must enter alone, cannot wear glasses, and should expect to experience exposure to liquids and gels and demanding physical and psychological moments. Yeah, no thank you. The Asylum's Health Clinic, and health is spelled H-E-L-L-T-H. Yeah, I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For this experience, you must be at least 18, and you can only enter in groups of two. Um, The backstory is the Willowbrook Insane Asylum was closed in 1945, but has since opened back up for some wild fun. If you choose the extreme experience, you'll get to see what it's like to be a patient at this horrifying place. Oh, the Experiences website offer, offers the following. Read the health clinic. Not recommended if you suffer from mental illnesses, extreme phobias, PTSD, or anyone with heart conditions, a.k.a. please don't die on us or you will become a prop. <laughs> I like that. But that right there is like, I will never go there because I do have an extreme phobia of haunted houses, so I will never go there. <laughs> Yay! Oh, one of the ones on the list was actually mentioned in um, the Houses October Built 2. Which one? Haunted Hoochie. Is that the soap factory one? No, Haunted Hoochie. Or is it the laser the laser tits one? I think it was laser tits. Oh, okay. Because it says, um, uh, demons spouting flames, half-naked women bound and gagged on the floor, blood-drenched rednecks wielding machetes and power tools. Um, you're liable to get nabbed out of nowhere, thrown over someone's shoulder, and confronted with one of what appears to be many chainsaw-wielding psychopaths. Yay! Well, we saw that one in the movie. That one was a little terrifying, but it wasn't as bad as some of the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, Drunk Monkey Tattoo offers Stag in Saginaw, what is that, Minnesota? Michigan! Minnesota is MN. Sorry, I don't know how to read. Michigan. Um, the haunt requires participants to enter alone. Guests are not allowed to speak with the exception of the safe word. Should you need it? This one has a safe word. Yay. Details are intentionally murky, but it's described as legends of the hidden temple combined with an extreme haunt. I love legends of the hidden temple as participant. I love that too, but just not combined with all the (laughs) doubt. 
Um, <laughs> as participants complete tasks to progress. Last year's haunt, for instance, had guests delivering a baby, then trying to find its blanket and bottle. Creators warn the haunt will provoke the senses, and those who have experienced trauma or have an extreme personal bubble should stay away. Okay. <gasps> Yay, permission to not attend. Woohoo! Woo and I saved the most controversial and talked about one for last, which is McKamey Manor. McKamey Manor, if you, you, I will go down a rabbit hole talking about McKamey Manor, but this guy the run, that runs it, his name is Russ. He is a fucked up dude. I mean, you could just go watch the YouTube videos. It's, there's no safe word. You have to sign a waiver. Mm. And even if you, and he gets in your face with a camera. He wants you to scream. He loves it. If you vomit, they will pick that up and put it back in your face and make you swallow it. Like, they really go in for it. And it doesn't matter if you look him dead in the face and say, please stop. I'm done. I cannot take anymore. Please stop. He won't. If you faint or pass out or have a seizure, they will make sure you're conscious again and continue. That's they will not stop. Up. He, yeah. And there's, uh... there's some debate whether or not what he does is like real or not. I, I've seen, so the documentary that I was talking about at the beginning of this episode is called Haunters, the Art of the Scare. And it's on Netflix and you should really, really watch it. It's an incredible documentary. It talks about all these different haunts and it goes from, the ones that people build in their own homes to McKamey Manor to bigger ones. And McKamey Manor is the most extreme of all of them. But I would highly recommend that you watch that documentary. And then you go ahead and you watch this. I'll find the episode for you and I'll make sure to put that down in the show notes as well. There is a show on Netflix called Dark Tourist and the host of the show contacts Russ from McKamey Manor who has since moved and it's not the same. Um, but he's still doing the same thing. And it's not, it's not fun, man. It's just, it's just extreme for the, for like the sake of being extreme without care for the, customer you know exactly just... oh so it's it's season one episode eight watching the person who created this get in your face and not letting you be let up makes me question his own sanity has he ever been like lawyer or just like sued i i He's been run out of town. He's been sued. He's no longer with his wife, who he was with in at the time that the documentary was being made. Um, as soon as people find out who he is, and he and he thinks it's hilarious, he says that as soon as people find out who he is and what he does, they try to run him out of town because they don't want that. Yeah, thing. it's quite understandable. And quite frankly, yeah. I don't blame them. Because PTSD so, is real. So. And he really just truly does not give a shit. That's that's taking it too far. And it really is. And this guy has a waiting list like years long. Like people 
wait to get on this waiting list and he puts them through uh, a mental health background like he does a background check on all of them to make sure that they will be mentally fit to do this what he doesn't think about is what happens afterwards uh. because you sign a waiver so you're not liable for any he's not liable for anything so that he's like, when you're done that. you're sol you're you got you got to deal exactly. with exactly so and in haunters they have people who went through the haunt watch their tapes back because russ edits it and puts it up on Without his website he like puts it up on youtube well, well i'm assuming okay. there is a clause in there when you it's sign like the we, waiver we're allowed to that, use your like, likeness going to be filmed. for promotional stuff okay. i'm sure it's there but they sit there and they watch the these recordings and they're like i remember this this is fucking humiliating because he just wouldn't stop and i needed him to stop oh just just thinking about like Getting your own vomit thrown back in your face. That's just, yeah. I would not do yeah, that. Yeah, McKamey Manor all. has the most controversy surrounding it. And I I don't think even if I was the most physically and mentally fit, I would ever step foot in there. No. There are better better uses of your time and money. Like I don't think you could pay me enough to do that. Yeah. To get tortured, essentially. And the question is, how did how much did they offer Brandy? Like you gotta like seriously. If I was Brandy's, like you, you better add more zeros, you know, cause yeah, add add a couple more yeah. zeros to that check because Cause, cause uh, mental health therapy isn't cheap. So pay up. Let's, let's oh no, it. it really isn't. Yeah. Um, well then. So on that note, I'm gonna end it with a story of me on the other side of this. When I was in college, uh, a couple of friends of mine at the time got permission from the school and the library to sort of the library is open 24 hours but they got permission to shut it down for this thing that they did and it was kind of like a haunt but they turned it into a game and we spent maybe about five to six hours getting everything ready we put garbage bags over the lights we made sure that the light that parts of the lights were completely off we sectioned off a room that nobody could go in. Um, and everybody sort of played a part in all of this. I did the, basically my role was, I mean, I got to be in it, but initially my role was I was going to help them out with setting it up and doing the makeup, which I did for everybody that was there. I brought my kit. I like did makeup for everyone. And then they were like, hey, do you just, do you want to do this? And I was like, F I was like, what do, what do you want me to do? They're like, we just want you to like roll around on the ground and like run after them, scream, do whatever, scare the shit out of them. And I was like, all right, done. I dressed in all black. I pulled my hair back in a ponytail. Now my hair, I was a brunette at this point. So in the dark, I probably looked bald <laughs> <laughs> because I was wearing all black. Everything was completely black except the mask that I was wearing had these bright uh red and yellow flames on it and we had like black lights and coming out of some of the rooms so everything was black except the flames on my face and <laughs> they were just like whenever you get a chance just run out and just scream at them just run at them like you're not supposed to like scare the shit out of them and i did to the point where they all had like disappeared and we couldn't find any of them. And they're like, yo, Ryan, 
they're really scared. You, yeah, to, you gotta like, tone them back. <laughs> you need to like sit. You just need to sit for like five minutes and then you can go back out there. They're terrified. They're all hiding in the bathroom. Well, that's and great. Like, oh, I'm yeah. sorry, I'm no, 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 no. At that I'm point, done. you gotta go into the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I, I asked them that I was like do you want me to go in the bathroom and get them all out and they're like oh that's a really great idea so I did I like crawled in on the floor and I was like making noises and they're like oh fuck and I just watched them all flee like rats nice. out of the GG GG well played that's so good and I just sort of stayed in the bathroom though because I heard people like don't go in there and I just sort of stayed in there so that they could all like calm down and get out there and get back into it that was a lot of fun I don't know why uh, having that experience and having done it at least twice at summer camp, I still can't separate. Right. It, 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 you're, you're just a sadist. Or, yeah. <laughs> I mean, probably. <laughs> like, I would love to, like, work a haunt. Like, I would love to, like, be a scare actor. Minus the fact that I know that people, like, there is the potential for people to get punched. Well, uh, you know, just... Just you know, just be on guard. You know, maybe I don't know. Just practice some drills. <laughs> but I, I'm sure there's. I'm sure there's. I mean, you live in New York. I'm sure there's plenty of haunts you know, that are hiring right now. Well, I don't know about hiring. Plus, I don't have time for oh, it. Yeah, but yeah. there's one here in the city that's actually really famous that they put ads up for all over the subways right before, like right before the start of Halloween, called Blood Manor. Mm, that sounds cool. Yeah, but they touch you in that oh. one. There's like a big warning that's like, you will be touched. So I say, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so if I could make my own haunt, I think, I think, oh, Jesus. I, I think, okay, it wouldn't be a haunted house. It'd be, it'd be like a themed haunted attraction. Maybe it's like a pseudo haunted house. Uh, it would be based on James, James, Oh god, James Cameron's uh, Aliens, where uh, similar to the second movie, um, where we reviewed, they were doing like a zombie hayride paintball uh, attraction. So in this haunted attraction, uh, you're given like Colonial Marine armor, you're given the paintball gun, and you're given a, a lieutenant or like some a commander in your squad, and you you. You step out of the the drop ship into uh, LV four twenty six, and you go. You you try to sweep through the compound, and then early on, the commander gets um um like he inspects an alien egg, and like a, a face hugger gets him, um and then or or fa- face no well he gets taken he's, he gets taken by a xenomorph, so that now you guys are on your own and you get to a, a a chamber and then you see your commander and he's like stuck to the wall and and there's a face hugger on his face and then through the magic of practical effects and prosthetics uh a chest burster bursts out and like flies at you and you gotta dodge it and then later you gotta you gotta like all a bunch of people dressed up as xenomorphs are chasing after you, and that's that, and, and you gotta you gotta you gotta make it out and get back to the dropship, um, and that that would be my haunted house experience. So yes, that'd be great. I should have known that it was gonna be something alien. Yeah, that'd be so cool. Oh my god, wait, wait, what if you do a Stranger Things themed house where you enter through a tree? At, like like in season one and then oh and, and then you're just running around in the upside down being 
being chased by demogorgons and demodogs and stuff that'd be awesome i think if i were to make a haunt i wouldn't i would just be in it and it would have to be something associated with like an insane asylum or something because that was another thing that i did at camp we set up a haunted house and they used me as a mental patient in one of the rooms and all i did was like throw myself against the window knowing it wasn't gonna break Oh, were you like were you in a padded cell? Did you have a, a straight jacket? I on did have something? a straight jacket on, but I didn't have Ooh. any like padding or anything. I mean, they like they put a mattress, they put like a mattress and a thing in one of the other rooms, and there was a girl that literally just like flopped back and forth on the mat. But I like threw myself up against the walls and everything like that, like scared the absolute shit out of my kids. That's legit. And then we should. It got to a point where they, when they first started, they would um, touch people's ankles, and it, we had to like make a rule like you only do that with the older kids. Don't do it with the little ones because they're uh, eight years night, old and night, they were nightmares for days. Exactly, they were like eight years old and they were hysterically crying before they got through like the first part. So, but again, even with all that, like. I can't go in them. I just, like, I can't function. No, it's okay, Ryan. We'll make our own, and we'll be the actors, and we'll scare the living day- daylights out of people, and we'll laugh about it. Because we're Okay, serious. if that's what we're going to do, then I'm in. Yay! Okay. We're great. Okay. Um, so I think I think that about wraps it up. Um, do you have anything else to uh, um, add on yes, about movies I'm, or haunted houses in general? I'm a chicken shit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> was was the end all be all of all of this? <laughs> I I I I enjoy haunted houses. I'm the type of person that would not be paired well if Ryan and I were going through a haunted because house. Because I would, I would be, be like, crying. Calm. I would be the he... one who's laughing hysterically because I'm so happy about about what's going on and then that'll just make Ryan feel terrible. I mean, and, I would and... be crying and he would be laughing. That would yes. that would be it. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> that's our dynamic. Uh, I, 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 I genuinely love the idea of being a haunter. That'd be that'd be awesome. I'd be okay with that. I really would. Yes. Well, goals, goals for future <laughs> episodes and or movie content. I don't know. We'll we'll figure it out. Um, Should we but... tease them for our next episode? Yes. What's going on for episode 15? Chris's favorite thing ever. We are exploring. Yes. And we're doing this in two yes. parts. We're exploring mm-hmm. body horror. I so love body horror. He does. So good. And uh, we are talking about The Thing. John Carpenter's The Thing. Yeah. 1984. So good. I love it. My all-time favorite horror movie. And one I of wait. my favorite body horror movies, American Mary by the wonderful Soska sisters. Ooh. So. It's going to be uh, a powerhouse. It's going to be completely cannot, can... gory. I'm so excited. I love it. Ugh, so cool. Again, um, the shit just... I can handle, but I can't walk into a fucking haunted house. It's okay. Oh my gosh. Wait, what if like there's a body horror haunted house? All right, enough. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. That's what McCain Manor is, essentially. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. It'll be great. Okay. Um. Anyway, Ryan, where can the Dreadfuls find our show? They can, or they... uh, or where, where can Dreadfuls tell their friends uh, to find our show? Okay, you can find my chicken shit ass and Chris on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, 
Um, I know I say that I've been saying this for a couple of episodes. Hopefully uh, it'll be up sooner rather than later. We are going to have a website very soon. So you'll have, I'll put links to all of this stuff. So instead of just like as a backup to the show notes, there'll be plenty of space for all that. So, um, yeah, just look at us. Look us up at Left for Dread Pod. We're we're all on all. We're on those social media platforms. Literally anyone, any the, social media thing. Just look us up there. <laughs> exactly. Uh, give us a shout out. Give us an email. Um, uh, and you can find the show itself on SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, Google Play, uh, basically any podcast player out there, and whatever platform you're listening to us on. Uh, but especially iTunes. Um, there's two ways you can help to spread the show. One is to share the episode with your friends, with your family, with your favorite haunter. And uh, secondly, leave us a positive review. Give us five stars. Give us some constructive cri- criticism. Uh, you know, send us some some fan mail. Send send us some email. Uh, send us some questions. We would love to hear from you guys. Uh, and, um, yeah, stay tuned. So for episode 15, we're, we're, we're heading to body horror. So you, you know what homework you got <laughs> and, uh, get ready for the spoops. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Indeed. Indeed. So until then, uh, we're shutting down this haunted house production Yay! and we will see you next, next week. Woo! Peace out, Dreadfuls. Stay dreadful.